Hello and welcome. You are tuned in to the Alachua County Extension Court Podcast, where we plug in and bring UF IFAS Extension to life. Well, welcome to another exciting episode of the Plant of the Month here at the Alachua County Extension Court Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dr. Kevin Corris, and I am joined by the lovely Cynthia Nazario Leary, our environmental horticulture agent here in the office, and Martha Maddox, our family and consumer sciences agent. And today, this month, we are talking about eggplant, one of my favorite vegetables to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've never really tried growing it. Oh, really? But I would imagine it's a lot like its cousins, the potato and the tomato. Well, not like the potato because that's a tuberous. Well, that's probably more right, but same family. Yeah. Same family. Solanaceae family um, that sometimes gets a bad rap because, you know, some (laughs) of them are poisonous. And actually with with eggplant, you know, you don't want to eat the leaves or the flowers. Oh, really? Yeah. And with potato, you don't want to eat the fruit. Because right. potatoes will put on little things. They look like tomatoes. Right, right. But they're 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 deadly. Right. So, so know your solanaceous plants. Yes. Oh, yes. Do not eat the part that maybe most people don't <laughs> eat. <laughs> Luckily, eggplant, though, is hard to confuse. When you see an eggplant, you know it's an eggplant, and you're, yes. you're good to eat it. It's a big old heavy purple, purple Well, fruits. it's not always purple. Oh. So what I think is interesting is how we have the name eggplant. So the fr- everyone's like, why, why do we call it eggplant? Because it doesn't look like an eggplant. It's purple. I believe it was Thomas Jefferson that first introduced eggplant. Hmm. And it was a white. So there's like eggplant comes in different colors. So the eggplant was white. Yeah. And it was slightly egg-shaped. It was had this oval shape to it. So they called it um, eggplant. But in Europe, if you go to Europe and you ask for eggplant, they're going to look at you kind of funny. Although I think now most people know that Americans say eggplant. But I believe in Europe they say aubergine. Hmm. It's a French word. Um, I'm not sure what that means, but um, that's what they call their eggplant. So if you go to Europe and you're looking for eggplants, look for the aubergine. Interesting. I had never knew, never known the etiolation of the word eggplant. Yes. I think that's how you pronounce so it. So it doesn't taste like egg in any way. It doesn't have <laughs> any right. other, um, you know, similarities to egg. Um, but knowing the different um, varieties of eggplant is actually really important too, because um, when you're growing it, you really want to know what the specifics for those cultivars. There's, you know, eggplant's been bred for so for so long. Um, that there's dwarf varieties, there's more taller bush type varieties. So the spacing that your eggplant's going to need is going to vary. Um, uh, also, like when you're going to harvest it, that's probably going to depend. You want to know what your eggplant's going to look like when it is mature, mm-hmm. but not overripe. So some of them start off green and then turn to maybe, you know, a yellow or a purple. Some start off as white and then become more purplish. Um, Some are variegated looking Mm -hmm. too. Um, But you want to know what it's supposed to look like when it's, when, when when it's it's ready. And it's usually when it's nice and shiny. Um, It shouldn't be dull or wrinkly. Mm. Um, That means it's probably post mature. um, And what happens is going to be really bitter and it's going to be more, um, you know, uh, Eggplant tends to be kind of spongy when you when you cut it, mm-hmm. um, and as it gets older, it gets 
like a harder sponge. Sure. It's like less uh, springy. Yeah. Um, and so you just, you don't want to eat the, sure. eat the old fruits. Yeah. So just, yep. And then too young, it's too astringent, right? Mm. You try and eat um, a young eggplant and it's too firm yeah. and it's not going to soften up when you try and prepare it. So other than, you know, varietal differences like size, did are there growing conditions that are different bet- between varieties or in general, does eggplants like the same, you know, full sun or shade or whatever it is? Um, if it's solanaceous, I'm guessing it's loving right out in the sun. Yes, that's a, it, this is a full sun plant. Yeah. Um, it's, if in partial shade, you might, you might be able to get away with some eggplant, but it won't fruit prolifically, mm-hmm. um, actually won't flower prolifically and then develop those fruits. Um, it can be self-pollinating, although buzzing in- insects will help. So, you know, you definitely bumblebees and other bees w- will help it. But if it doesn't have that full sun, it'll tend to get elongated and be searching for that sure. light. And you just won't have the production that you want. Okay. Um, and the thing with eggplant is it's one of those plants you want in the right place right? You want to make sure that that plant is thriving because it attracts all types of insects, disease. Um, And so you want it to be healthy to be able to withstand the things that want to feed on it. Um, So I always say if you can match those conditions, which for eggplant, we recommend planting it around now um, because it's still kind of spring heading into summer. Um, and you can also plant this in the fall. You could try, you know, you can also do this one in the fall as well. Um, when it gets too hot, this plant tends to kind of falter a little bit. So okay. you'll have to monitor it if it, you're going to continue to grow it during the summer. Um, if there's also like a hot, dry period too, I would monitor it. That's when it tends to get spider mites and other sure. issues because it doesn't, um, it doesn't like it's super hot but it is a mediterranean plant so Mm -hmm. think about that mediterranean climate and i know it is it is susceptible to a lot of uh damping off pathogens so that the pathogens that will attack the seed the seedling and the and the the germinating uh seed um and even kind of a the younger plants um and you you want to make sure that the soil is warm enough for rapid germination of that seed. You want it to get past that seedling stage as quickly as possible. If it sits in that seedling stage because of cool weather or something like that, if you plant early, right. then there's just a higher likelihood for those diseases to, to attack if they're present in the, in right. the environment. And this spring, <laughs> it's been really hard to kind of find, find yeah. that sweet spot to plant stuff because we've kind of gone from cool to hot to you know, sometimes back to cool again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where transplants come in really helpful. Um, so if you're finding that you don't have the right conditions for seed germination and you're worried about that dampening off, then I would go with getting plugs or seedlings um, and starting with those. That gives you a head start um, so that you can get those um, plants established. Um, eggplant needs it's going to need water, especially once it starts developing its fruit. You want to make sure that it's receiving adequate um, water, but it doesn't like its feet wet. So this mm. is one where you want really good drainage. As with yeah. most, I feel like with most garden plants, vegetable plants, they really don't want to be sitting um, sitting in water. That's, yep, and and this is also, uh, it's, it's in the solanaceous family, and they just like to attract pests and disease, yes. as you've mentioned. But yeah, this is also a, a good host for a lot of wilt bacterial and fungal wilt diseases, which typically occur because of soggier soils. So yeah, not only does the plant want more oxygen, it's, yeah, it just, it breeds this environment for these wilt diseases like, uh, Fomopsis, um, and, 
Southern Blight, Verticillium Wilt, um, and then even Phytophthora, which if you get Phytophthora in your garden, that's 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 really, really right. bad news. Now, what I usually do when I notice those things is <clears throat> I yank them yep. out, right? Yep. Just remove them yes. because you're not going to be able to resuscitate these plants once they have them. And it's just better. What I encourage people to do is if you really enjoy eggplant, grow several of the plants so that if you lose one, then maybe you still have some others. Mm -hmm. And also mix up your your plants. So you're not growing your eggplant next to your tomato, maybe next to your peppers, um, you know, because they're because they're related things can jump from one thing to the to the next yep. and maybe even rotate you know each season if you've planted eggplant in one area maybe move to the another area especially if you've had that disease Absolutely. in there cuz really that's you know that's one of our only control options with a, a vegetable plant when we have a, a fungus in the environment or you know plant pathogen of any kind is making sure that plant is as healthy as it can be and then you know resistant varieties right or crop rotation, you know, right. just making sure you're putting something else in there. And there know. are a lot. So I encourage people, you know, uh, there are lots of different varieties of eggplants. They come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, most people are familiar with the Italian, which is, you know, the more typical eggplant, what we think of as eggplant, the more it's kind of oval and um, kind of has that roundish base that narrows at the top. Um, but Japanese or the more Asian types have become very popular because sometimes they're more, um, I don't want to say resistant, but they tend to weather the hot, humid conditions that we have. Um, and they're going to be, um, they're also can be very versatile. You can add, you know, you can add them to a bunch of different things, but, um, they tend to also have a less sometimes, I guess, bitter flavor, um, but in terms of like growing them in the garden, they're just, uh, you know, sometimes they can be easier to grow in this, in this climate, but I encourage people to explore all the different types of, um, yeah. eggplant varieties out there. Um, okay. I have two questions. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I think you'll know them. Do you know approximately how long it takes from, let's say you have a transplant to a, a, a fruit development or how many weeks or months? So, yeah, it will take about, um, I'm going to say 70 to 80 days. Uh, it really depends on if you're sowing your seeds um, and the weather behaves perfectly, <laughs> sure. um, you can you can do the 70 days. Um, if you have transplants, um, you might be able to get fruit within a shorter time frame than that. Um, sure. But a lot depends on the weather, um, the full sun days, um, and really, you know, the health of the plant as to how quickly how quickly it matures. Um, timing of your fertilizer, too, will also help with that. You really want to get a jump on the beginning. Um, and then you're probably going to need another feeding when it's starting to develop that fruit okay. to really kind of get it through. Okay, cool. So maybe two and a half months or so yeah. from yeah, yeah. in the ground to, to fruiting. And then I guess my other question was just, you know, I think, I remember growing up, mom would always uh, plant eggplant, and I don't think she trellised or supported it in any way. Does it need any kind of staking or wire support? Or I've never needed any staking or, okay. or for it. I mean, they can get big. Um, some of them, you know, they're shrubs, and, you know, I've had them. If you can keep them here, you probably you're just going to have them for the season, and then you're going to pull them out. Um, but if they're acting more like a perennial, like where you're going to keep them for a long time, they can actually get pretty big, but they're more of like a bush, uh, bush type. Okay. There are some prostrate 
more prostrate growing ones that'll stay lower to the ground. So like the dwarf varieties, Um, because imagine how big an eggplant is. Mm -hmm. You need those large stems to support the weight of those eggplants. Sure. Sure. Okay. Super. Well, anything else for the good of the cause where our gardeners out there who might be thinking of putting some eggplant in the ground? Well, I think it's a great beginner plant. Um, you know, along with with tomatoes, um, I think it's always a good plant to start with. A lot of people may not, you know, be familiar with it or it's just something they always saw in the store, but they've never seen it develop. Um, the plant itself is really pretty. Like, it's got those pretty um, flowers that, you know, a lot of times they have purple and white in them. Mm-hmm. And then also the leaves, too, will sometimes also have purple in them. So, you know, think of it as a nice purple addition to mm-hmm. your um, to your garden. Um, but also then the fruit itself is really colorful, especially if you have different different varieties. So sure. give it a try cool. and enjoy your eggplant. Nice. So, yeah, you get to eat it and enjoy its uh, beauty while it's growing. Super. All right. Well, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. All right, Martha. So I see that uh, eggplant is actually um, a fruit that we use as a vegetable. That is crazy. Um, so what do we look for when selecting eggplant? Well, Kevin, when you go to select an eggplant, <clears throat> you want to look for an eggplant that is smooth. <laughs> it's real glossy. Th- that's the skin. It's, it's not dull. It's real glossy. It's free of any scars or cracks or discolorment or indentions. When you pick that eggplant up, you want it to be firm, not mm. soft. So I'm going to refer to a peach or a tomato. When you pick those up, you want them firm, but they kind of squishy in. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want this one, uh, the eggplant, to squish in as much at touch as a peach or a tomato. You want it to have a little elasticity and give, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you want it to be a firm give. Sure. Then... You want to look at the leaves on the top end of the uh, plant where it comes off the stalk, and you want those leaves to be green. If they're not green, if they're brown or they're dry, don't buy it because oh. that means it's old and, and pretty well ripened, Okay, uh, overripe even. <clears throat> now, you want to make sure, this is really important, whether your eggplant is purple, white, yellow, whatever, you want to make sure that eggplant is a solid color. Okay. There's no green on it. There's no spots that would indicate it's unripened. And most eggplants are the dark, deep purple. Mm-hmm. However, you're going to find some that are lighter purple, uh, even striped, and even yellow or white. And these yellow and white ones have a creamier texture than the purple ones hmm. do. Yeah, so whatever color, as long as it's consistent. It's got to be consistent, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, and we want it to be kind of shiny, glossy, yeah. firm, <coughs> yeah. and the leaves at the top, green. That's Green. That's a, mm-hmm. green. that's a good one. I didn't, I wasn't. And if they don't have leaves, a lot of times you're going to see them and they don't have leaves. So, you know, that's an indicator you may not mm-hmm. be able to have. But if they're brown, keep walking. I know it's. You know, sometimes hard to estimate, you know, if we buy one eggplant, is that good? You know, is that enough or what kind of? uh, And, and, you know, I get this question quite frequently. I'm making eggplant Parmesan. Mm -hmm. How many eggplants do I use? Do I really need eight eggplants for, you know, four people, you know, or or whatever, you know, the recipe's telling them. And, and, you know, I have to tell them. It's, It's difficult for me to sit here and tell you a specific 
recommendation. And that is because of the varieties, and some of them have more moisture content, the size of them, and the variety. So, you know, you've got to look at the size. That's one thing. But the moisture content, you don't know till you cut into it. So, basically, this is the basic rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. One <clears throat> medium eggplant is about one and a half pounds. A pound of fresh eggplant equals, that's after it's peeled, cooked, and cubed, one and a fourth, three-fourths cup. And when you stop and think, a pound of eggplant is only a pound and three, or a cup and three-fourths, mm-hmm. less than two cups. Yeah, that's that. not much eggplant. Yeah. So <laughs> that puts it in perspective. A pound of fresh equals one pint frozen, and a bushel equals 33 pounds. Okay, so that so, gives you an idea yeah, of what, what it, you can it do. It wilts down a bit once you apply the heat. <clears throat> it would, wilts <clears throat> down, and I think the more we talk in this uh, interview, we're going we're gonna to see why it wilts <laughs> down, because, because of the moisture content. Sure, yeah. Um, so I would imagine there's some storage uh, recommendations that go along with a... <laughs> yeah, you really want to store it at a high humidity. It, it's, it's preferred to store it that way. Uh, eggplant can be stored in a cool spot away from direct sunlight. You don't want it in direct sunlight, <clears throat> but if you store it this way, you want to use it just as soon as possible. You can store your eggplant in the refrigerator crisper for five days. Do not put it in a bag because it will start drawing more moisture, and then it will rot. Mm -hmm, Sure. And then if you want to freeze your eggplant for long-time storage, go to Google So Easy to Preserve, the National Canning uh, and Freezing Headquarters uh, at the University of Georgia uh, has our So Easy to Preserve, and they are our National Canning Head Center. So you can freeze eggplant, and So Easy to Preserve does have those instructions. Huh. That's unique about the high humidity. Um, that's that's unique to that, and I understand that it probably helps with you know retaining some of that moisture. Yes, you don't want it to be wet, but you don't want it to mm-hmm. just be so dry that it just shrivels up on you. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. So um, sometimes um, eggplant can have a bit of a bitter taste mm-hmm. to it. Um, let's talk about preparing it and, and, and cooking it up. How do we? Well, um, do that? and you don't know till you taste it. Does it really have that bitter taste? Mm-hmm. And but the rule of thumb is it usually does. There's two ways, and Kevin, this is the first time you're going to hear me say this, and probably the only time. (laughs) You're going to slice it and lightly, 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 lightly salt (laughs) them because the salt will draw out the moisture. Mm -hmm. Now, you can use milk and soak it in your milk. The milk will temper the bitterness, but it will actually make the eggplant extra crispy or or creamy, mm-hmm. and it will the eggplant will act like a sponge, and it will soak all that milk up. Now, whether you soak it in milk or you lightly salt it, you need to have a draining rack. Do not, do not put it on a flat rack. It needs to be a draining rack, mm-hmm. a rack that, you know, you can drain the excess moisture to the bottom. You need to lay it on that for at least 30 minutes to allow that moisture to drain out. Then, after it's drained for 30 minutes, if you've done the salt, you want to rinse off any excess salt and then pat it dry. I also take with the milk and pat that, you know, you're not going to pat it dry, but when you're patting it, 
if there's any excess, you're going to take that out where it's not, you know, real liquidy. Mm -hmm. Also, when you dip it in the milk, if you fry it, that takes out a lot of the grease because the the sponge, the mm-hmm. eggplant that acts as a sponge, it's kind of full. <clears throat> it's already full sure. of milk, so it doesn't soak up the grease. I, because of health issues, do, and I want to watch my sol- sodium content. I do the milk. Mm-hmm. I do not do the salt, mm-hmm. um, but I have done it. And now, after you pat it dry, you're ready to cook it. And there's a number of different ways to cook it. Can you? Well, before we go into that, can you eat it raw? Yeah, you can eat it raw. It, it's good. Now it, it may be bitter, mm-hmm. but that's kind of my rule of thumb. Is I'll peel my eggplant, and you do not have to. You can uh, <clears throat> eat the skin mm-hmm. on the eggplant. That that's something we need to let people know. Uh, you can eat that skin, but make sure you wash it very well. Mm-hmm. Just don't use you know detergents. Just wash it real well with your warm uh, water. But you can eat it, and I usually taste it to see actually how bitter it is, and that determines. Do I want to soak it in milk? Do I not? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm going to salt it, do that. And then, other than raw, we can uh, pan fry it. We can bake it, grill it, roast it, saute it, broil it, boil it, stuff it. <laughs> or we can use a variety in casseroles or combinations with other vegetables. And my favorite way to have uh, eggplant is rollatini. Uh, uh, back home, there's a restaurant that does eggplant rollatini. That I just, uh, man, yeah, wish I had yeah. some right now. And I love it fried, but, you know, when you do it in, in, in oil, it, it if you don't do the milk trick, which I may try, you know, it does become quite a sponge. And But, you know, thank goodness for air fryers. Well, that's what I was fixing to say. <laughs> if you've got an air fryer, if not, VG, we're going to get in touch with you, and, and we're going to make sure you get Kevin that air fryer so he can pamper you and, 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 and you cook know. for you some. But that air fryer is just a wonderful tool because make sure that your um, tray, that you've got a tray that you can let anything uh, liquid or anything uh, drip down on. Mm-hmm. You can take your eggplant, soak it in the milk, dry it off a little bit, take you some breadcrumbs, panko, whatever, roll it in that with some seasoning, throw it in that air fryer. Uh, my daughter's got one that the max is uh, 400 the one I got for Danny to use when I'm not there goes up to 450 with crisp, and I do it at 450, or he does. And Kevin, you can't tell the difference that that wasn't fried, <laughs> other than the fact that it's not greasy. Yeah. And it really, uh, you know, has some. Or if you don't soak it in milk, put you a little extra virgin olive oil on it, and then um, your your breadcrumbs and. Uh, Throw it in that air fryer, and it is just wonderful. Nice. I'll have to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, in, in your opinion, is the best way to cook eggplant, and how? Well, if you do not have a air fryer, uh, and a lot of people don't, you can use your regular oven. And we're going to roast it. Some people say, well, that's baking it. But we're going to call it roasting. And after you salted or dipped it in a milk and got out the excess water, you're going to preheat that oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. It needs to be at least 450 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to place your eggplant crosswise to make circles about a half an inch thick. So you want that, when you slice it, at least to be a half an inch thick. 
Then you arrange your eggplant in slices on an extra large baking sheet in single layers. Now, I have one of the biggest cast iron skillets, and it (laughs) is very heavy. And I love cast iron, and that is what I use. And I preheat it. Mm -hmm. When I'm getting my uh, oven up to preheating at 400, I have my skillet at 400. And I have just a little, and when I say a little, I put extra virgin olive oil in there, and then I wipe it out with a paper towel where it is just enough in there that it does not stick. And you can either put breadcrumbs on your eggplant, or you can leave, put nothing Mm -hmm. on them. Put your slices in that oven for 30 to 35 minutes and until they're soft or golden. And you've got it. Nice. You can also do them that way with your uh, roasted vegetables. I had a call the other day that they roasted vegetables at 425 degrees. That's fine. The Mm. thing is, if you're doing harder vegetables like carrots and broccoli, you want to roast your vegetables, um, and if they say roast them for 45 minutes, you want to roast them for about um, 10 to 15 minutes and then add your eggplant or, you know, at least 20 minutes and then give your eggplant time to cook and check on it. Okay. Okay. So, but all in all, the the eggplant needs about 30 to 30. 35 minutes, yeah. Okay. If you're roasting it this way at the 400 degrees. And I mean, eggplant definitely, it has a taste, but it's not a strong, strong flavor. Mm -hmm. So what what kind of things pair well with? Well, if you don't want to use the breadcrumbs on them, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's another thing. You can just season them with garlic. I love garlic with Mm -hmm. lemon juice uh, or or lemon pepper. You can put salt. I don't recommend it, but anyway, you can. Pepper. Parmesan cheese Mm, is wonderful. And then sprinkle it on afterwards. Uh, Pasta pairs well with it. Your Mm -hmm. olive oil, and that's in serving it, you know, but you can cook, you know, with Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Marjoram, oregano, allspice, chili powder, curry, rosemary, and marinara sauce is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Your Alfredo sauce is too. I tried some chili flakes the other day Ooh. and chili oil, and that was phenomenal. But I will tell you, you need to be very careful when you're using your chilies and your chili powders because, remember, it is a sponge. Yeah. <laughs> a little goes a long um, way. Sure. And when that sponge soaks it up, it can be overpowering. Sure. So be very careful. Sure. Um, so what do we get out of about a cup of, of eggplant? Is it, you know, nutritious? Eggplant is very high in fiber. It's one of the most nutritional, uh, it's very good for us in a lot of ways. And for diabetics, it's really a a good diabetic, uh, turn to for fruits or Mm -hmm. you're going to turn to it as a vegetable, even though it is a fruit, (laughs) but a cup of raw eggplant has only 20 calories, no fat, no saturated fat. Five grams of carbohydrates, so it's right there. Three <laughs> grams of fiber. Uh, sugar is three grams. Uh, protein is one gram. And sodium is two milligrams. So it's very low in sodium. So that's why I say don't mess up a good thing and start <laughs> adding the sodium right. to it. <laughs> when you've got other stuff that you can add to it. And and just because I said, you know, some of these things, I didn't say basil. Ooh, but let me tell you, when Martha cooks, <laughs> yes, the basil comes out. And basil is, especially if you're fixing eggplant parm, I will roast my 
Parmesan or my eggplant, and I will put Parmesan, just a tad of Parmesan cheese with chopped up basil mm-hmm. because I want a basil taste. And then my marinara has it in it, and right the last five minutes of cooking, I'll add my extra basil because the last five minutes is where you get your true flavor. And then I come out, put my sauce over my eggplant, and voila, I top it with some more basil and Parmesan. And, Kevin, you mm-hmm. have a delightful, delicious eggplant parm. Nice. I'm going to do that tonight. I may, too. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Martha. And thank you, thank all you. of you out there in podcast listener land, for tuning in to the Lashua County Extension Cord Podcast. Until next time, we will see you.